Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is up, football fans? I'm Danny Austin. This is the Live from the 55 podcast. Filming here in our Martyr Loop, Calgary, Alberta, Canada studios. It's Sunday morning. We got a fun show ahead of us. You know Ian Busby's going to stop by. My friend and yours. Love having him on. We're going to talk about the weekend that was in the CFL. And we got Jamie Nye coming at you from Saskatchewan. Because here's the thing. The Stampeders beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 26 to 19 on Friday night. Now, if for some reason you're watching a CFL podcast but didn't watch that game, that scoreline sounds like it might have been a great game. It was not. Um, a little bit of fun in the second half if you're a Stamps fan, I think. Um, but bit of a slog that that game. Uh, not the game of the season. Um, probably a a fitting uh, a fitting symbol of, of this this race for third place in the West which sure is riveting. Um, yeah, it has not been super exciting, and I'm not sure what really we're supposed to make or take from, from that game. The Stampeders kept their playoff hopes alive. They are not eliminated. If they beat either the BC Lions this Friday or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers next weekend, they are possibly going to be into the playoffs, assuming that the Rough Riders, as they probably will, lose to the league's best team in the Toronto Argonauts um this coming weekend that is a game that we don't know who the argos are going to be playing they may decide rightfully to rest some players the bombers may decide to rest some players a week later so i'm not sure if fans in calgary or saskatchewan can be particularly upset to see the teams that they are playing uh decide that hey we're focused on the playoffs we earned that right we're going to be resting those those guys but yeah this 26 19 the stampeders riders game was was tough to watch at times and there's no getting around that this was not a game that I think that I would be showing a bunch of, you know, casual people who don't like the CFL saying, Hey, this is what, this is what we love. This is why I do this podcast. That's why you guys presumably listen to this podcast, but we are just now in the spot where one of these teams is going to make the playoffs. They're going to be playing the BC lions in the West semifinal. And do we think that is that either team really has a shot against the lions? Uh, I don't, I just, I'm sorry that I don't. I think that I've seen the lions this weekend um yeah vernon adams jr left that game dane evans finished it i thought that probably the game of the weekend was the lions and tie cats with the lions winning 33 to 30 but you know i i think that hamilton team is a really good football team so that was a that was a good win for the lions and i just think that the lions are the lions and bombers i i just think are, are the two good teams in the west and i think that these these stamps and riders just 
I can't call them good teams right now. I'm sorry. Like a lot of people in both organizations, <laughs> like a lot of the players, like a lot of, you know, I have personal relationships with a lot of them and I, I love them, but it has not come together for either team. And it was hard to leave Friday night feeling like, you know, feeling like there's hope that either of these two teams are going to be able to get hot and put it together in time for the playoffs. Uh, we'd, we'd expressed the requisite lack of enthusiasm going into this game. And I just don't think it was any surprise. Um, I had a hard time picking a winner here. I felt like it was going to be the team that made less mistakes and the riders made more mistakes. They had a bunch of turnovers. The Stampeders capitalized. It's, it's just, it's hard to get excited. And I want to be excited. I want to be excited. The BC Hamilton game. I'm excited about that one. Love what I'm seeing from Hamilton. I have a feeling that the East playoffs are, you know, everything I just said about the West playoffs, like, oh, the third place team's going to get, get beat pretty bad by the Lions. Well, I don't know what I'm picking for the East playoffs right now. That Hamilton loss basically means that combined with Montreal winning 35-21 over the Edmonton Elks, it means Montreal is finishing in second place. It means that they're going to be hosting the East semifinal, and Hamilton will be visiting. I really like this Montreal team. I think that they are showing me their improvement. I think that they are showing, you know, you see some of the videos on social media, which of course, this is how they're going to sort of try to present themselves to the world. But I think you're seeing that that team really loves each other and plays for each other. And I think that the defense, you know, they, they held the Elks to zero points in the second half. And I think that they locked in and they're capable of locking in. I think there's just weapons defensively all over the field. And I, well, luck. Does Cody Fajardo convince me every single game? No, but you look at the stat line. 23 of 29 passes completed for 258 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Um, I think Cody Fajardo has gotten to, he's won playoff games before. So that Montreal-Hamilton game, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to talk about it. I just think it's it's been so long since I've gone into the East playoffs and feeling this hyped. Um, and yeah, I mean, Edmonton Look, that's not a that's not a great win for Montreal. No one's going to say, "Oh, well, beating Edmonton proves that you're a number one contender." We're not saying that, but I've also liked you know some of what Edmonton showed me in the back half of the year. Finally, Red Blacks Argos forty twenty seven. Argos are a good team. Red Blacks aren't that good a team. Red Blacks came out firing, but when the Argos had to, it was a little bit similar to that Montreal Edmonton game when when push came to shove and they had to put their foot down. They did and they got through, um, and. They are, look, they are currently 14 and two. As I said, they may not play everyone against Saskatchewan. I, I, I would be resting guys if I was them. I still think that a half resting Argos team probably beats the Riders. But, you know, lots of intrigue to, well, is there, no, there's not that much intrigue, but lots of stuff for us to talk about. That's why I'm happy we have Jamie. That's why I'm happy we have Ian. Um, yeah, I am just generally. I don't know. I'm, this has been a different October than I think a lot of us were expecting. I think that I expect you, you expect this time of the year in the CFL to be incredibly every game matters. It's exciting. This and that. And it's not that right now. And we're not going to come in here and pretend that it is just for the sake of it. But yeah, um, here we are. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's get to let's get to Jamie. And we're going to get to Ian afterwards. Just want to very quickly shout out our our sponsor 
Mugs Pub. We talk about them every single week. And yeah, we love Mugs Pub. Um, you know, I'm going to go over their happy hours just before we, we cut to the ad. Um, you know, their happy hour, 4 till 7 p.m. They got Wells and Well Highballs. They got domestic bottle beer. They got Talcans, draft beer and cider, house wine, all $6. Plus, you got pretzels with beer cheese for eight bucks, dumplings for eight bucks, burgers, Bendera bread, poutine, all eight bucks. You can't beat it. Love, love Mugs Pub. Thank you to them for sponsoring us. You know, make sure you check out their their weekly specials as well. They got a ton of ton of great stuff on there, great deals. And honestly, I do love their food. Um, I've said this before. I big fan of Mugs Pubs. Thank you to them. Thank you to Fraser and Fig. Thank you to Ian and Jamie. Let's go, guys. Let's say you're having a party. Let's say you're having a picnic. Let's say you're having any occasion. Got to talk to you about Fraser and Fig because I love these guys here in Martin Loop, a couple storefronts down from our studio here. Fraser and Fig, man, these guys do these delicious elevated cheese and charcuterie boxes. You know, they're made with all these fresh artisanal ingredients, on-demand grazing, pickup, delivery. You got it. Just let them know what you want. They will get it to you. Honestly, I'm such a big fan. I had a picnic a little while ago. I brought one of their curated boxes, and it was a huge hit. I looked great. People loved it. We're hungry. They weren't hungry anymore. These ready-to-go boxes, they got them in four sizes. All their boxes come with meat, cheese, dried fruit, fresh fruit, nuts, olives, pickles, and carrots. Their selections vary from month to month choices are always new you know just because they've had one doesn't mean you've had them all i love fraser and fig i love having them as a sponsor they're the best make sure you check them out tell them by from the 55 sent you all right jamie and i we texted a little bit during friday's game um what did we watch uh we watched the two maybe nah ottawa's right there maybe two of the three worst teams in the canadian football league uh i'm calling it the snails race uh for the third spot in the west division and that's what we're seeing right now uh for the uh, riders and the stampeders like i feel like the fans don't find it funny at all but i kind of find it funny (laughs) is that fair uh uh, yeah there's humor in it for sure because if you don't laugh you'll cry that's where we're at (laughs) and that's like yeah but man i but i you know what I'm I'm drinking this right now, little pep in my step because, man, six thirty wake up calls for hockey or something new and different. But I'll tell you what, I'm like, can't wait for that beverage, Danny, that you owe me because <laughs> yes, the Calgary Stampeders, the Calgary Stampeders came through to for me. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yes, next time we are together, I owe you a drink because on your show last week. Um, <laughs> I bet against the Stamps. And I will say, I was feeling very good about that through the first half. That was yeah. one of the most truly awful first halves. And I will say, like, I I watched the full game Saturday morning. Um, and and then I went and I watched the TSN highlight pack to just see, like, how, how did they get to two minutes here? And it's impressive because every play that worked in that game was in that highlight pack. Nothing else. Yeah. Well, it was... The one touchdown, uh, Floyd Allen, impressive backflip too. Yeah, like <laughs> we they broke that down. Out. Like my my goodness, my daughter's like big into cheerleading, so I know all about flips and stuff. And I'm like, wow, to do that on like just a field is impressive. But also impressive is to all of a sudden, Jake Mayer looks at, oh, Allen is against Micah Tights on this route. <laughs> yeah, I'll go there, and it's a touchdown. And then you know. Uh, Hakanavanu on Washington. What is that? That's a pretty big size difference between those yep. two guys. And okay. And there you go. 
there's your two plays to get two touchdowns and the fumble, of course, and the pick six. Like it was a back and forth of who wanted it less. And that, <laughs> and sure it was, there were, the answer, way. the answer was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, wanted it less than the Calgary Stampeders did. Yeah. And I mean, there's a part of me that wonders like, I've talked to several other people who cover the league who have sort of come into Calgary and they, they've just been like, wow, like that, that team really feels like they want the season to be over and they just want like a fresh start next year. Um, so, I mean, look, I'm sure that from an organizational standpoint, of course they want to make the playoffs yeah. and extend it's their an streak. Paycheck, man. Let's get paid. Yeah. Let's get paid. But like, like there's no way the riders are beating. Like it doesn't matter who the Argos dress. The Argos are winning this this game this weekend but i don't think the stamps like i've seen the stamps lose to a winnipeg blue bombers team without mm-hmm. zach like i still think that the riders are probably going to make mm-hmm. the playoffs i think so too but the way last year went it was similar aligned where it's like okay there's six wins and like they are one loss away danny from repeating the exact same season from last year there were 6 and 5 they lost 7 straight there were 6 and 5 this year they're about to lose 7 straight games it is groundhog's day but anyways but yeah but i'm like the way last year went was oh if hamilton loses like one or two maybe they get a crossover no like nothing the riders got nothing every time someone was supposed to lose nope and they needed someone to lose nope and of course they weren't winning so they needed teams to lose like i almost anticipate the they'll beat the bc lions somehow the stampeders like i don't know how like <laughs> I, the, I have no short idea passes the, and then defensive stops like, in big I, moments i'm but... picking the bc lions to win probably by two touchdowns or more because they mm-hmm. have something to play for against the stampeders but the way the riders luck or whatever has run out on them it's like i fully anticipate vernon adams to throw five interceptions for the first time since he did it against the toronto argonauts earlier this year like that's like i'm everybody in saskatchewan is just anticipating the worst to happen and everybody in saskatchewan is anticipating or wanting the season to end so we can just get on with our lives change the coach at the very least yeah, heads are gonna how, roll right yeah you know, like, absolutely I, I, I hate talking like i hate asking media guys that because like i feel uncomfortable a little bit talking about like the, i mean as the beat reporter for sure i don't i don't love speculating about people's jobs but like it's inevitable that there's it's pro changes. sports. Craig Dickinson yeah. signed up for it. I like, yeah. but I'm paid to have an opinion. Like what I do yes. is not the reporter. That's Britain's job job. But my opinion, my job is to have opinions. And my opinion is there's no chance in, you know, what that he can keep his job. This is none. He challenged this... Danny. He challenged, he challenged past interference when the quarterback didn't throw the football. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, like, there's I, also... I know that was like a Hail Mary and like he needs something to happen, but I'm like, I don't know if he even knew. Like, it looked like if you're on I the sideline, he, he was like, he looked like he's like, did he throw it? Or like, it was almost <laughs> like he didn't throw it. Oh, he has to. Th- oh, I guess. But I, the other thing is, how did they allow him to challenge pass interference when the quarterback didn't throw him the ball? Yeah, I don't That's know. I don't one. know how that works. The officiating in that game was absolutely awful and i mean it's been awful a lot this year but like that game in particular but i can't even be mad because like 
I was bored watching the game. I'm sure they were bored refereeing the game. I'm sure they just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> no, it's they not... didn't want to get out of there because they wanted to have a ruling on every <laughs> yeah, damn true. call. Like we were lining it up on our post game show to be like 15 minutes or like done 15 minutes early. Cause when it turned around at the top of the clock, like when it was kickoff, so it would have been like 10 o'clock. Yeah. You look back, there was only like seven minutes left in that game. And that last <laughs> seven minutes took 35 minutes. Like it was forever. Cause oh, let's, let's have the eye in the sky, but Dave, very funny. Did, so, oh man. Yes. Dave so, calls a timeout. Beautiful. So again, I, I watched the game mostly like I watched the first half and then I watched mm-hmm. the rest of it on Saturday morning. Cause I had something to do. Uh, but like I had friends who were covering the game who were coming to meet me when the game was over and they went from being like, okay, okay. We'll see you soon, bud. To like, Oh my God, we can't leave. Um, it was, it was amazing. It's like um, they were locking the doors of McMahon stadium and nobody could get out until the game was over. Okay, will people in Saskatchewan, like, do people care at this point? Because I tweeted, and I, I actually, someone replied that said you talked about it on the post game. Let's say, and I mean, again, I don't know how, like, the Bombers probably are going to need to play for the win in that final game. Um, Oh, no, they don't, because the, the Lions need to finish ahead of the Bombers, right? If the Bombers beat Edmonton next week, that, then it's all wrapped up. It's all wrapped up, yeah. yes. So, which they're going to beat Edmonton next week. So let us assume that they go into that that game and they, mm-hmm. at the very least, and I know that they're not going to arrest everybody because they're going to have the bye in the West semifinal, but they're going to arrest a lot of guys. The very least, they're going to close down their playbook. They're not going to want to give up more tape. Like, they're not going to be really caring if they win or lose. Is that going to drive people in Saskatchewan nuts, or is it? are people just done with it? No, I think I think people in Saskatchewan will, will be fine with it. Like, I like they do the Saskatchewan would do the same thing. So right. It's yeah. expected. Like everybody knows, okay, the bombers are going to rest players. Uh, but what's going to be interesting on the, on the care factor is how many people come to fan appreciation night on Saturday against Toronto. Cause there's a lot of out of towners who don't want to spend the gas money to watch this team anymore. They're like, no, I'll watch it on TV. I'm not okay. going to spend the gas money. And then we have to eat like, which I respect. A, I want to yeah, be clear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw it last year, though, at the end of the last year. People weren't showing up. No. Why would you? Like, yeah. this team's this team's worse than the one last year. It's worse. They were mm-hmm. in a few games last year. Like, they were close. Like, they're getting absolutely blown out, except yeah. for the game against Calgary, because they took on an evenly matched opponent <laughs> who's equally, you know, struggling. Let's be diplomatic yeah. about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would say equally something else but okay um like that's where i'm at with the with both those teams it's like okay it's the sacrificial lamb for the bc lines in the west semifinal that's what these it really teams is are. though like and like there's no way there, like i saw a much better stampeders team like i mean nathan Rourke was playing but still like i saw them get absolutely obliterated in the west semifinal last year there's no way that 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 if the stamps and they're worse somehow gonna they're, they're way worse, worse than this last year. year. They're way worse than last year. Um, last year's team, like the defense was elite. The offensive line was, in my opinion, the best in the league. Like last year, they sort of had everything, just the quarterbacking mm-hmm. they were trying to figure out. This year, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying Jake was great in that game, but like Jake was far from the only problem. 
in that game. Uh, I think the Stampeders are going to have a very interesting decision to make. And I will say, like, that's my one, the only thing that I'm sympathetic about to the coaching staff and what have you in, in, in Regina is, like, I still think this team would have a couple more wins if just Trevor Harris was in. I think losing your starting quarterback, and I think losing a starting quarterback, like he he was so composed. You could see his leadership. You could see everything early in the season. And, you know. Danny. I know I'm trying, Jake. They almost, they almost lost twice to the Elks with Taylor Cornelius, and they beat the Stampeders and lost to the Stampeders in overtime and two points. Like, they were, and then they they lost by 18 against Winnipeg, and their only opponent that was actually had an above 500 record with Trevor Harris. Like that offense was like, man, man, with Trevor Harris. And I get it. The the one thing you lose Trevor Harris on that might it was just the belief factor and the leadership in the yeah. huddle. Like it just seems like as the season has gone on, they've believed less and less and less and less and less in each other like it just you look around and there's some guys out there it's just effort is awful especially when things go bad and i was really interested on friday to go okay what's going to happen after that first little dose of adversity and it was the fumble and mm -hmm. okay and then they had a decent drive after that and then it was a pick six and then it then it derailed then it was like okay there was no fight back for the rough riders yeah, which is exactly what would have happened. I mean, I've seen there there have been some pick sixes in Calgary this year. I don't know if you're aware of that, but uh, the Stamps have given up their fair few, and it's always sort of felt like they don't have that ability to just mentally recover in, yeah. in any any capacity. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just I, I look at the league standings right now, and it, like the Elks losing their first what nine ten games sort of makes it look, but like, no, I think that it's these two teams and, and the Red Blacks are clearly in the same boat where they just want the season to be over. But oh, their yeah, their season is over. Do yes. they have a bye week and then they have to come back for the final week of the season? I believe that's correct. Um, do you have any idea why we only have three games a week for the next two weeks? Like why do we understand this scheduling decision? Like did I miss something in the off season when they announced it? Uh, no, I, I think it was just to make it more even for t like more teams have bye weeks at the end of the year. Cause there's some teams out there's like, Oh yeah, one, the one team gets one bye week and the other team gets one bye week and everybody else, I think it was to like, oh, let's try to have some fresher teams for the playoffs maybe with these mm -hmm. bye weeks at the end of the season. But I don't know. I would it sort of feels. And I mean, I said this to Ian Busby at one point, I was just like, it sort of feels like you should have the confidence to like, this is where the games technically should matter the most. They don't. I mean, there's some bad luck there. Like, this is mm -hmm. not a great slate of of games the last two weeks. But it feels like this is where you should want to have as much of your product on possible as, um, <clears throat> as possible on television. Yeah. What's crazy is that some people are like, oh, one division would. No, it wouldn't. One division would be like the exact same thing almost. Yeah. Uh, except for like Winnipeg, Toronto, BC would be fighting for some positions there. But it was like, not really. Uh, no. At the bottom of the standings, it'd still be Calgary and Saskatchewan for the most part. And like, I, I, you know, if I'm grateful for anything, the weekend after Thanksgiving, as we traditionally do a week later, say what we're grateful for the East. I mean, there was intrigue with Montreal and Hamilton until really this week. Um, yeah, that was unfortunate. I picked Hamilton to win that game. And I was like, ah, oh, 
They're no. so they, they. I I'm telling you, people are like down a bit. I'm like, okay, Hamilton. I'm like, they, I could actually see. Like, if I close my eyes, I could picture that game we saw this weekend as the Grey Cup game of Hamilton and BC. And I know people in Toronto will think I'm absolutely nuts mm-hmm. to think Hamilton can go to Toronto and beat them because they're 0 4 against the Argonauts this year. <laughs> uh, but as the Hamilton Tiger Cats have played more and more and more, and they're getting some healthy guys back, yep. man, they're finding themselves, especially they're, on offense. So I think they're a good football team. I genuinely do. And like, look, I think I'm obviously going to pick the Argos to come out of the East, but mm-hmm. like you and I have been around this league long enough. Like if you're not acknowledging the possibility of a Hamilton team that like has a history, this coaching staff, everyone of winning in the playoffs, Yep. And if you're not acknowledging the possibility, Montreal, like I, there are things I like about that Montreal team, um, but I don't, I'm not really buying it as them being a great cup contender, but Hamilton, like, I, I think you're crazy if you're not acknowledging it. It's right okay, there. I, I know this is your show, but can I ask you a question? Yeah. Cause it's being brought up in Saskatchewan a lot. Okay. Is this a sign the Riders made a mistake on Jason Moss and Cody Fajardo now that Montreal is clinched second? My opinion is this, both relationships were over. Like yeah. there's like, it was a relationship issue. It wasn't like, ah, we're all friends and we're just going to move on. It was like, no, they didn't. Um, what I remember I, that like Cody was like, and I was using Cody as the example because Bo had been benched and Bo to his credit was coming out and, and, and being the team player, like saying all the right things. And Cody was like openly complaining about it in the media. <clears throat> Sorry. Cody. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So like that, that was done. Um, no, you said it, there had to be change. It's as simple as that. Like, and and those guys were the sacrificial lambs a little bit, but, uh, I think it was definitely done with Cody. I I can't say that I know enough about what happened with Moss, but yeah, there's Moss Moss, when in his, when he got fired, Moss was, you can tell, and you know, the word is around that he was pretty much said it to Craig. It's like, you're, you're pointing the finger at me for this. Good luck. And yeah, and here we are. Now we're 10 and seven, which is just, I'll be honest with you. Like I had lost confidence after everything at Edmonton in Moss. Like I, 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 I am a little bit surprised um, that it's worked out this way. I'm a little bit surprised, but he, the way he commands the sideline now is dras- so drastically different from Edmonton mm-hmm. that I think he's getting a little more buy-in because it, it those emotional flip-outs in Edmonton weren't helping him. And no. he's clearly learned from it. And well, and imagine that. It, right? As humans, we learn and get better. And- yeah. Fix the things that are, are now. No Thorpe, no Thorpe. Huge shout out to No Thorpe on that defense because that defense is playing pretty darn good ball. Uh, I can't the believe they somehow managed to sign Lemon and Sankey. Like, like how did, how were those guys just sitting there out there for them to get them? I don't. It's that Videotron money, man. It's a Videotron <laughs> money true. from Montreal. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> Jamie. Uh, I'm gonna let you go here. I said 15 minutes. I've kept you for 20. So thank you. I know you had a busy morning. With Was that kids, 20 so. minutes? That was 20 minutes. That was, was the fastest 20 minutes. 20 minutes. That was, was the fastest minutes. 20 minutes of my life. Well, oh, you, you make this thoroughly enjoyable. Thank you. I mean, you make this thoroughly enjoyable, buddy. <laughs> um, and now, yeah, no, dude, honestly, thank you. Um, 
for those who don't know, Jamie had had hockey stuff with his kids this morning. So uh, him making time for me, yeah. I greatly Ho- appreciate hockey, that. hockey dad now with a 8 a.m. puck drop, which is new territory <sighs> for this guy. I woke up at 8 a.m. this morning and like felt bad for myself. Like I literally was like, come you on. Woke it's up at 8 a- you I know. Woke up. I know. And I was, I was in bed by 1130. Like I, again, I mean, you got to have the unending joy of, of raising children. I get to sleep in. Like that's the, like it's the only it's the only pro I have, so um, yeah, I guess. yeah. I should let you go. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem, Danny. Always enjoy it, guys. What are you doing tonight? I don't know what you're doing tonight. You're probably looking for something, guys. You got to go check out Mugs Pub. This is probably my favorite pub in the city, 1330 15th Avenue Southwest, right in the Beltline. Honestly, they do it all. I for years played trivia on Wednesday nights at Mugs. It's the best trivia night in the city. Other nights, they got music. They got specials every single night. Some of the best food and drink specials in the entire city are at Mugs Pub. You want wine. You want beer. You want cocktails. They got it all. Big fan of their fish and chips. They got some amazing pizza. You want to watch the game? They got TV screens. You want to just have a drink with friends? Perfect spot to do it. You want to have some food? As I said, it's delicious. Mugs Pub. We love having them as a sponsor. We love having them just down the road from us here at our studios. Check out Mugs Pub. They're the best. All right. Now we got Ian Busby. Ian, buddy, how are you doing? How are I'm you? doing great. It's been a really fun weekend of football. <laughs> it's so has it? Uh, yeah, because I was fully expecting, as you were saying uh, the other day, you were like you were fully expecting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to beat the Stampeders. I I said I, I'll take the Stampeders in this one. I win that one, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't win many, so just give me that one, please. I mean. The Stampeders won. I don't know that <laughs> anyone else. If anybody won in that one? We're what? all a little bit losers for their, uh, after that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be, like I, I said this morning, I, I thought that that game was terrible. Um, it was. You know, yeah, I, I, it it was not good. Ryan Ballantyne, who I think did a really nice job on three down, um, but I, he was somewhere being like, you know, I was down in the States recently, and I was defending the CFL based on just the quality of the plays, the entertainment, the, all of that. Um and I don't, I don't want to be negative or cynical here. That's not why I have a CFL podcast. It's not to rip on the league. It's actually right. celebrated. <laughs> but uh... when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the first half of that game was was among, like, if this is an entertainment product, that's like a zero stars. That's like, that, that was truly abominable. It was brutal. And <laughs> the all the action on Saturday was much better. Mm-hmm. And even though those games didn't even matter oh. matter to anybody. And BC Hamilton was better, clearly. As yes. Well. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, it, to me, I, I think I need to apologize to Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans who have been negative about their team. And I've been over the top about how they've been so negative that it's like, you guys don't understand. Your team is not that bad. They are that bad. They, they are just not trying right now. It's like, I don't understand how, how they got into this point where they, are, they, they have actively quit. Jamie said, and I, I agree with him here, that you watch that game and they actively quit after the Cam Judge pick six. Like, it seemed like that. Well, the, the fumble, the picks, like, they, those, those two combined to sort of just, like, clearly just seep whatever hope they, whatever spirit <laughs> they had out of their bodies. And... <laughs> What, uh, the, to Jamie's point, the issue is that this has now happened two years in a row because this yeah. is exactly what happened to the Riders last year. So it's why I think we know that there are going to be major changes. But I mean, I still sort of think, and having watched this game, I don't know that even if the Bombers are here in two weeks and are, are resting their star players, which they'll only rest them to a certain extent because they will have the bye in the West semifinal. Um, I still don't know if the Stampeders can beat them. No, uh, I mean, all they have to do is beat BC on Friday, though. They're not going to beat BC on Friday. Well, okay, uh, but I, I watched <laughs> Vernon Adams Jr. limp off the field in Hamilton and go, okay, they are going to clearly have to rest him for that last week of the season, last couple so, of weeks. So, okay, you know what? Before so he, we get he, back he, to the... He needs to, get, he needs to get right for the playoffs. So, and as much as he will profess that God is great and everything, he doesn't... He's he's going to be fine. I don't know if he's going to be fine. Like he walked off really badly. So that's an interesting theoretical question. We're gonna we're gonna take one thing at a time, and so we will come back to the the Stampeders and Riders. But if you are let's let's look at the schedule because this weekend these Lions play the Stampeders first, so they will still have a shot at first place in the West. Exactly. Um, realistically, the Bombers are gonna. They're gonna the they're gonna beat the Elks the on Saturday and, and it's over. And it, um, the the, the Lions have to finish ahead of uh, of the Bombers. Being tied will not be enough. But I feel like as long as you have a shot, you probably still feel like if Vernon is okay to go, you put him out there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna be okay to go. That that's my feeling. I'm like, don't jeopardize the playoffs for right now yep. because. They they've got to make sure that he's okay. Because and if, this is if why he, you... if he's not mobile, he's not the effective quarterback that you need. No, and and if he's hobbling around on a bad knee, no, you don't put him out there. Like, but that's just me. So no, and I mean to to your point, like, I, I don't disagree with you. Like I, I think that you know if you're the Lions that realistically the Bombers they need to win one of two games. One is against the Elks. One is against the Stampeders. 
like they're going to win one of those two games. So you are going to be having the West semifinal at home. The Lions are finishing second place, yeah. which means that you can begin your playoff prep now. This is also the reason why you went out and spent money to get Dane, Dane Evans, Evans as yeah. your backup. And Dane Evans is a guy who has played in great cups. And <clears throat> I know that he hasn't always convinced, but like this is a... I mean, he finished off this win in Hamilton. So yep. I like I fully expect that he is capable of doing the job against the Stampeders. The... <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, okay, so do you push to get that extra bye week for the West final? Like, I don't know if you can. You're not getting it. That's the point. Is that it? Because it's out of your hands, right? Yeah. It's totally out of your hands. You're expecting Winnipeg to lose your last, their last two games. No, they're not going to. Yeah. It's why we said that that Winnipeg BC game last weekend was, it was, it was the the biggest game of the year and they treated it like the biggest game of the year. And it was amazing. And everything came down to the finish and it was but yeah. then you gear up and you go, okay, we got to tune up West semifinal. So if there's even something slightly, I mean, not, not structural. If there's something structural, you're not playing Vernon Adams. Like we're not, we're no. not being idiots here, but you're saying that like, if you, if he is at 85%, you're still arrest him. Who cares? Yeah, no, I, I, I would rest him. Like I would just make sure that he is right for that playoff game because you don't need to win these games to prove anything to anybody. And Winnipeg's just going to take care of business and you have no control over that. So yeah, the, the thing is (laughs) that gives the Stampeders this little hope of like, okay, we can go in there and beat BC. We can be home to Winnipeg and we can win, but yeah, you, you, you make it all for that. That's the thing about the CFL. It comes down to these two playoff games and for the team that finishes first one playoff game. So you put it all on the line for that game, not for this one. No, and I mean, uh, and I agree. Um, all that, to be honest, like I, I did try to look around. Uh, I pretty much only saw sort of TSN's panel report immediately afterwards, where where Farhan was saying, like, you know, by all accounts, they're not they're not worried that it's anything too serious. Um, but as as we all know, too serious doesn't mean you're available to play in seven right. days. Um, but he he had this injury earlier in the year, and he actually mentioned on the broadcast that it was like it's the same thing that was hampering me earlier in the year. And he missed a couple of weeks prior. So give him a couple of weeks and get him back to, yeah. to healthy. To MCL, we think. Is that what they said? Well, that's the, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> if, if you're looking at that knee and if, if it's meniscus damage, you don't want to deal with that. Oh, no. but, and, but meniscus damage is you're just playing through pain, basically. So and if he can play through pain, which is great, but he still needs to be mobile to be effective. Yeah. And that's, that's my thing. I'm like, okay, he needs to be able to move around or else he's not going to be the effective quarterback that he generally is. And so what I will say, why just, just quickly. And I don't, I don't have, I, I thought that I had the proper stats up. I don't really think that the Stampeders have a hope in hell against the BC lions this weekend. I, I saw them go in when they had a hope when they were coming off a win against the Toronto Argonauts right. without Chad Kelly back in August. And they were down 17, nothing. Within, within seconds within yeah. seconds and then lost 37 nine when they and they were a better football team at that point than they are now they have been continually decimated um by injuries but also just look like they've lost a little bit of confidence yeah. um so no there is no part of me and I, I i will be asked about this this week i will likely talk about it again on wednesday there is zero part of me that thinks the stampeders can, can can win this game frankly i don't think that they're a good enough football team to beat the bc lions with dane evans um go out and prove me wrong but 
Well, the turtle derby that is the third place in the West means that you're probably looking at Toronto going into Saskatchewan and them beating them because Toronto's backups can roll out of bed and beat anybody, it seems like. And they've played really well since they've clinched first place. And again, they look pretty good on uh Well, they on also have the ability to, to flip that switch, right? Like Ottawa gave them a game for the first half. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't, I mean, I was sort of expecting because like Toronto's a better team, but literally nothing to play for. Right. Um, but then I mean when they I was really impressed that Chad Kelly just wanted to stay in and actually do all the things to get the win, and then he did. So not the MOP though, just not the MOP. No. <laughs> no, according to the people who got mad at me on Twitter, that's oh. not the MOP. <laughs> Are we still going about this? <laughs> I'm, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna stop. It was unbelievable. Um I still I still think he's no I, 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 I still don't think it's an argument, but you can't watch that game on Friday night between the Stampeders and Riders. Like Neither and, team and believe that that those are playoff teams. Well, I mean, one of them has to be a playoff team. Yeah, but there's nothing that like they don't execute at a level where they're going to be able to give a team like the Argos, even if the Argos are going, don't have their foot fully on the gas. Um, they're not going to be able to execute at that level. They just they're not. And I, no. I don't like it. It was there was a point in that first half where I was like, how is this what either of these two teams are trying to do? Joel Gallo was just like missing guys by how many yards? Um, and then the Stamps just wouldn't run the ball. The run wasn't working, but, um, and just like, there was no creativity. Now, I felt awful for Jake Mayer. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like, I, I felt absolutely terrible. I thought that his receivers <laughs> without Reggie Bagleton, you really saw what a difference that makes. Reggie yeah. is, Reggie, I, I tweeted this, he is their most important player. Yeah. Um, well, he's their most outstanding player nominee. And he's their most outstanding player this year. It's like, it's not even a question. Well, it's, it's just far. when you need the yards, he is the guy who gets you the yards. And like, I like Mark and Michelle. I like, um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, Hacken Devano had what? He had, he had one nice catch. But like, I don't think we've seen it from Bottoms Dukes. To be perfectly honest with you, I did, um, you know, Malik Henry being gone, it's hard to get like too critical of, of these guys. But I think it's why they brought in Markeith Ambles because Markeith Ambles is a right. guy who comes up with, with catches and big moments that did not go well. Um, but yeah, and, and they're missing Jalen Philpot too. Like that is a guy that should be there. They're for missing them to... a lot of guys. And, but the one guy I don't put Jake finished 17 for 29 for 184 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Look, we saw what a difference turnovers make in this game. That's yeah. for sure. Cause the oh, riders yeah. had a bunch of them. The stamps didn't. I 0% put what we saw in the first half on Jake. I just don't think like the weapons were there. And I don't think that the guys who you would expect to play better, did play better I, yeah. I, yeah so the what this game came down to it was like this the riders were in control of this game and then they give up a safety at the end of the first half that is just puzzling now how bad was the wind because i wasn't in the stadium so i don't know how bad that wind was not bad. well <laughs> oh no that's not true it was it was pretty bad when i was when i there it's Field level is just different as we know it. Yeah. Man, like field level, like you can be walking around anywhere else in Calgary and the wind is one thing. And then you step into the McMahon and it's just this wind tunnel. It's a howl. Um, yeah. I was freezing when I was sidelined pre-game. I was, okay. I was like, no, so, I'm a, I'm a but huge again, baby when it comes to the cold. So like yeah, take that with a grain of salt. But yeah. But again, it's like you don't have enough confidence in your defense that has been shutting them out essentially all game. Sorry, Craig, you have to kick that ball out and just 
pray your defense just gives up three points and that's it. But he was like, he was trying to play the odds. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're going to give up two so that we don't have to give up three. And then like the, if it's that howling a wind, then the, the safety kickoff gives them enough field position that they can. So that was just a bonus th- uh, couple of points that gave them, but it gave them life and they didn't have any life. So that was the that was the turning point of the game to me. It was like, oh, okay, well, the this the riders don't have the gumption to just like step on their throats and put them out of their misery. I was like, okay, so they gave them a little bit of life, and then the turnovers in the second half, as you I mean, mentioned, the special teams were, fumble, the return fumble that was, was just brutal. Yeah, uh, and the the pick six, Cam Judge, like the most outstanding Canadian on the stamps, obviously, right? Obviously. Yeah. Um, like he's, he's had a really good year on a really bad team. It's really interesting how this has gone. And that was just a great play that was like, okay, we need a spark. Boom. He takes it to the end zone and we're like, okay, if, yeah. if our, if our offense isn't going to score, our defense needs to. And that's basically what happened. Yeah. It's interesting when you bring up. So yes, he's, he's clearly most outstanding Canadian. There's no, I'm trying to think of who else it would be. Um, You know, Sean McEwen might get some consideration there, but no. Yeah, but he's going to get the offensive lineman award, and it's hard for your yeah, top <laughs> Canadian yeah, to be an offensive lineman when they've got their own award, right? So. Yes. So I clearly Cam Judge. My question is more defensive player. Um, I think that that will there will be a push for Mike Awe because of the tackling numbers. Yeah, but I still um, think Mike Rose is the best player on that defense. So so do I. Um, and has had to do it while getting like a lot of attentions since James Waters went down. Yeah. Um, and they've moved him around in that, like he's not just playing yeah, defensive tackle anymore. He's, he's moved out to end and tried, they've tried to move him around to try and give him a bit more space for and, a defensive player. It's clearly Rose judge or Awe. Um, and I just, I struggle not giving it to Rose there. Yeah. Um, perfectly honest with you, I wouldn't mind two more weeks. Cause if you know, a guy like judge comes up with another pick six that wins them another game. Um, you know, those I'm it's, this is, as I've, I've said on this podcast a million times, my issue with the PFF system is that I think that it takes the context of big plays out of it. Every yeah. play is worth the same amount. And like, no, no, they're no, not, they're, not, it's not, no. this is about winning and losing. But um, so yeah, credit to Cam judge. And, and at that point the game was over. Um, I didn't see any evidence to suggest that, the writers, I mean, I've watched them enough this season. I've watched pretty much every game that they played and they just don't have those big plays in them really. No. Um, and I keep thinking because they had six wins to the stamps, four wins. I was like, well, like the rider people are overreacting on how bad this team is. No, they, that was a putrid performance because they should have, they should have had a lot more effort or something. They just, well, they just didn't have it. And it was, it was, weird to watch it's the, i mean it's the same thing like with the stamps um you're you're generally okay if your team is just getting beat by better teams what you're what you're not okay is it looking like they're not putting in the effort i think the stampeders have absolutely put in the effort uh, i just don't really think it works and they don't have the pieces um, but there have been games this season where you're like, why are you doing the same thing over and over and over again? And I think that's yeah. where the frustration starts to creep in, particularly with like, it's second and 15. Why are you doing a four yard pass? Right? Like why? Yeah. Like just like take your shots. And I think that's what's frustrated with, with the riders. This is the second year in a row. 
And I think that um, they'll just come back down to earth from them being in two straight West finals is, is real. And I, I understand the frustration and for both of these organizations, I mean, I think it'll be different because I, I would say that anyone who thinks that what the stamps need is a, is a change in, in coaching and stuff. No, I think that that coaching staff needs to like, you know, as they will, they need to do a little work. I think they probably need to learn a little bit, a couple lessons about what, what veterans you want in your locker room and keeping those guys around. Um, but that was, you know, more of a personnel move. And then they got bad luck with injuries, but there's no way you're changing this coaching staff up. This has been no. one of the most successful and coaching groups in CFL history over the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and if anything, they've been picked apart over the last few years yeah. because like the majority of that, well, half of that staff went to Toronto and is doing amazing things in Toronto. Right. Mm-hmm. Ryan Dinwiddie was here for many years and then he, he took Corey Mace with him and a bunch of other people. I saw Corey Mace extended. <laughs> this is something I talked about on my intro. I saw Corey Mace extended and, like there was a part of me that's like you are extended like, by the defense as the defensive coordinator of a Grey Cup winning team, and there was a part of me that was like disappointed because I want to see him as a head coach. Well, and that's, that's like that's what I saw. That's yeah. what I, I was like. Oh, he got extended. I'm like, it was a no brainer. He was getting extended. I was like, wait, oh, he's got a head coaching clause in there, right? Because if somebody wants him as their head coach, oh, I don't know. I also think Corey might be smart enough with a young family. Oh, knowing, knowing he's Corey in a good, is very smart. Knowing he's so. in a good position, um, yeah, you don't want to take over. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to move around either. Like, no. Hey, he, he, it was a big move for that, for his, him and his family to move to Toronto. I'm like, they're going to stay there as long as they want. And he's got stability now. He's like, cool. Corey, I'm cool with that. Corey will be a head coach in the CFL. I say that unequivocally at some point. Um, I think, and he's going to be successful hmm. at it too. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy, anyone who knows Corey makes, makes loves Corey Mace. Like he's like <laughs> an impossible to not like guy, but he's oh, also yeah. clearly, I mean, him going from NFL, becoming a CFL player, going into coaching, then becoming a defensive coordinator, and every single time the standards have just risen. It's um, you know, and what he's we all know that this Argos defense is like <laughs> is is the best in the league. Yeah. Flat out. And I, I think that's amazing. And you gotta remember that, you know, this was a team with a lot of talent that just sort of felt like it, it wasn't great. Um, oh, my boss is calling me. So oh. um, that's great. Um, which which one? I don't know. How many bosses do you have? Ah, Bill Pierce is in both media. <laughs> Hi, Bill. I'm going to call you back Bill, very shortly. Bill loves me. He loves football. So he, he's going to let it go. Yep. Uh, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, anyway, like, yeah. yes, because you look at the situations in Calgary and Saskatchewan, totally different right now. Like, we're, we're just, like, thinking that they're going to run it back in Calgary. Same coaching staff, same players, everything in Saskatchewan. There's going to be wholesale changes, and I think yes. everybody wants there to be wholesale changes. And I really like Craig Dickinson as a guy. He's just—it's not worked out as a head coach there, and I'm—it's unfortunate because I, I think he's done a like he's a really organized person, and he's great at what he's done. And he's like, he's one of the first coaches that I covered coming into this league 20 years ago, he was a special teams coordinator and he had been in the league for several years. And it was like, he's one of the guys that showed me the ropes and helped me understand football. And to see this happen now is, it's just, it's, it's just sad because uh, I just want the riders to be better. And like, it's just just not working out right now. So. No, it is not working out, and I, and I do think that there are going to be changes. Um, and I'm not, I'm not here to say who's good, who's bad as a as a head coach in Saskatchewan. What I am going to say is like, it didn't work out. Well, 
This guy got his team to two West finals, hosted one in, in Saskatchewan where they like literally, they were, they were, a, they uh, were an inch away from beating the Bombers. They were yeah. on the doorstep. They just couldn't get it over the line on, 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 on a well, couple they, shorter, short yeah. yardage situations. You they, win or you lose. They, they, hit, the, they not, hit the field goal post on the pass, right? It's yes. just like, uh, but Jonathan Kongbo also had an amazing tackle on short yardage. Like they, that was a really tight, it was an all-time classic CFL West final, and they lost it. They were back there two years later. Like, let us not pretend that this guy has not had success as a yeah head coach. It's just the last two years, like, we've seen it it fall apart. And I, it's hard for me not to assume that there are going to be some major changes. I mean, we just know, right? Um, well, and that's what they – That's it's seemingly what that's what has to happen there because that's what everybody's calling for. So – I don't know how, how deep did the changes go. Does Jeremy O'Day keep his job? Does Craig Reynolds keep his job? I don't know. Like, if, like if, if you put somebody in charge there and said, <clears throat> what do we need to do? They're going to go change everybody. And I'm not a big proponent of like coaching changes, regime changes. I think stability is what you need. And that's what we've had in Calgary for so many years. And they, they never fire coaches here. Like the coaches leave because they they've got promotions. They never get fired. Like so, it's hard for me to say that this is that's the way to go because I've seen it so many times. Is like stability is what you need. Same like run it back yeah. with the same people. But it, it, if you need a change, you need a change. I think I that's, think that we as sports fans, I include myself in this when we're not talking about CFL. But like I I think that when things don't go the way I want them. I just, I, I want change for the sake of change. I'm like, this isn't good enough. The next thing, and that's just not always true. The thing, it just feels like in, in Saskatchewan, change is needed because this has run its course a little bit and they they need yeah. new voices. They need new everything. And 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 that's perfectly okay. And that happens. And, and certainly all of those people will have jobs in the CFL again. Um, again, I, I, I don't think that this is as disastrous as everyone is no. making it out to be. It's just, um, there, there clearly needs to be change. I will say that we saw it in Montreal and I just, so that we're not only doing Saskatchewan and Calgary and we've only got a couple minutes here. I will say that like we're seeing in Montreal how bringing in even people, even a quarterback like Cody Fajardo, who people had given up on and said weren't good enough. Well, they're now second place in the East comfortably. Are yes. going to be hosting the East semifinal. They're going to be hosting it against a very good Hamilton team. So I don't know that they win, but we've seen what smart targeted change can do because the Alouettes have taken a, a leap forward and Yes, as I said to Jamie, they somehow managed to get two elite defensive players <laughs> at for free for, uh, for free yeah. in the middle of the season. I don't really understand how Darnell saying everyone uh, was sleeping on that one. I think that, except for me. Yeah, I know, I know you were, like, but I remember coming on the and you were you were like, well, I just talked to Sankey, and I'm like, yeah, where's he going? He's like, well, I don't know. I was like, but wherever he goes, he's that they're going to be an instant contender. I'm like, yeah, you were right, Danny. <laughs> They, they became instant contenders because their defense is legit yeah. solid right now. So yeah. when, when you get Lemon and Sankey in the middle of your season and you just turn things around, yeah. Like, do, do you not think Saskatchewan or Calgary could enjoy one of those, one or both of those I mean, guys at this time? I'm 99.999% right sure that the Stampeders, when James Fodder stand, gave Sean Lemon a call. It was just a couple <laughs> days late because he had decided Montreal at that point. Right. Um, oh. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they obviously could have used him. And then, yeah, and I, I look around the games from this weekend, and, and and as we wrap up, what did we learn about Toronto? That they're way better than Ottawa? Surprise, surprise. Uh, when that team locked in, what did we learn about Hamilton? That I think Hamilton is right there. I think Hamilton is capable of 
pushing oh, yeah. any team in this league. And if you're writing them off, do so at your own peril, because I believe that this team come playoff time is going to be a hard, hard. And, end. and Bo is starting to look good. And yeah, he had and, one stupid interception, but like, yeah, but well, it's well, like, welcome to the Bo. But, but most of the time I was watching that game going, yeah, no, Bo is starting to put it together and he kind of looks like old vintage Bo again. And I'm like, okay, he's like, and they're not, they're not worried about these last few games. They're just ramping up for that playoff game because they know that they can get hot in the playoffs. Well, and, they've gotten hot. That's the reality is they have gotten hot and that loss. I mean, it, it means that they're not catching Montreal, but like, that's really all it means. I, I thought that they played very well. And again, and I thought I, that the I, lions were hugely impressive too. Like that was yeah, I mean, not hugely, but they were impressive as well. And I also will say that I like the way I really like the way Hamilton is managing Bo. You're getting him in, you're increasing his playing time, but you're keeping your other quarterbacks also active. Yeah. Um, and smart. and they've they've got their eye on okay, we need to get this going for November, not for October. Yeah. So it's it's really it they're doing it well because in early in the season when they were throwing Bo in there and then he got hurt on a meaningless play and the end of a win, they're not gonna do that again. So they're gonna save all his best plays for when it actually matters absolutely um looking ahead we got three games this weekend um yeah it's it's yeah. why we don't have four it's bizarre um calgary bc i think we've talked about this one a little bit um honestly these games are like these games are a little bit hard to even talk about because we don't know like toronto saskatchewan i have no idea how toronto is going to approach this game um this might be one where to be perfectly honest with you you, you do sit Chad Kelly again. Yeah. You got, him, you got him a decent amount of action. I mean, and then, um, and then put him in for the last week of the season. So they, they haven't had a buy since the first half of the year. So they've treated some of these weeks like buys. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, again, I, it, it comes down to the situation where we're like, okay, well, Saskatchewan needs to win this game. Do they want to like put the onus on them? Like, okay, we can go out and. I will say that I, I had I an Argos coach. Right, it would be like it's pretty funny that the stamps need us to beat the riders, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it, it is pretty, it is pretty well, funny. Yeah, the thing is, uh, they don't if they win both of their games. Yeah, the stamps actually games. have their control of their own destiny, which is something they haven't had for many weeks. So, I mean, oh, I know, I know, yeah. I know you. My eye <laughs> you're, roll you're, eyeing, you're rolling your eyes out loud, which is what my daughters do to me all the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Edmonton, Winnipeg. Look, I, I yeah, Winnipeg, time... Winnipeg wins and they clinch first, and that yeah. is basically it's simple for them. It, that's their their last home game of the year, I believe. So they're they're going to go out on their fan appreciation night and and you assume take, so. take, take care of business, you know. Edmonton was playing really loose and easy for the first half against Montreal. And then they just made a couple of bad errors and like, you can't let a guy go 120 yards for a misfield yeah. overturn. And that, and that turns out to be devastating. I right? think that ultimately one of the stories of this season for me, like when we do our season recap will be okay. Edmonton, whether it's resulted in all the wins or not, they did turn it around this season. They, they gave us hope. Yeah. And I think that that's positive. Do I have trouble seeing them beat, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Of course I do. That said, I've, I've seen the Bombers win some games. I thought they were going to win this season, so maybe there's some intrigue there. But I just they just they just generally are way more focused at home. So yeah. they will. I, I suspect they they win, and then I, I could easily the see them coming into uh, Calgary the week after and losing that game. Yep. Um. I don't know. What a what a weird weekend. Um. 
honestly, what a weird season. The, the but, fact that there's three teams on buys in the last two weeks of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and just that, like, there's not really beyond Saskatchewan Calgary where, again, I think that all of us sort of feel like the reward for winning that is a pretty bad loss in the playoffs. Um, like, there's just not a ton of... The thing is, it's about the C- uh, CFL. Anything can happen. So, and often does. So, yeah. you never know. Perfect. Ian, thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you to Ian. Thank you to Jamie. Thank you to Muggs Pub. Thank you to Fraser and Figs. Thank you to your listeners. You know, I, I hope we did a good job unpacking it. We try our best here. Um, it's it's that time of the year. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna try to pretend that every one of these games is a huge game. You can hear us. There's a lack of enthusiasm on on the stamps and the riders, but stuff's building. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know. It's the CFL in mid to late October. This is typically my favorite time of the year. This is where I, no matter what happens during the season, here's where I fall in love with our league all over again. And, you know, I'm, I am in love with our league now. I don't need to fall in love again. But hopefully we get some classics. I don't know. It's the last two seasons of the regular, last two games of the regular season. Can't tell you. I'm feeling like Every one of these is going to be a blockbuster, but sometimes you got to get through a couple duds. We got the playoffs coming up. Let's see. Maybe the Stampeders pull this out. Maybe the Riders pull this out. Flips the whole narrative of their seasons, I guess. Um, I don't know. Guys, thank you to everyone. Appreciate you watching. Please like and subscribe. That's it. We'll talk to you Thursday. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.